Ugh, there's no better groove than that. Welcome to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. I'm Adam. And today we're back again delving deeper into the discography of one of our favorite bands, and some people's least favorite band, Coldplay. Uh, last week we talked about Viva La Vida or Death and All His Friends, the fourth album that Coldplay put out, as well as the Prospects March EP kind of addendum. This week we're going to talk about Myla Xyloto and Ghost Stories, the next two records. Here we go. Their next album came out three years later called Milo Xylido, which I don't know. I don't get it. October of 2011, Brian Eno, it's weird, on the the actual album, it doesn't say that he's a producer, but it just says Enoxification by oh, Brian yeah. Eno. I think, so. I think he's a producer for this album too, or I think he's sort of the creative director a la their manager, uh, What's his name? Phil Harvey? Phil Harvey. No longer. I think he was manager. But he, now he's the creative director. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I think I gotcha. he's sort of in that role too. So I didn't really know this when this album came out, that this was a concept album. Let I me just, just read, read to you. Too. Let me feel, just read free, for please. everyone the Wikipedia page for Myla Xylido because I didn't realize this was an intricate rock opera at all. Because to be honest, it does not come off that <laughs> it doesn't way. Come off that way at all, which is fine. It means you don't have to worry about that. Okay, let me just read you this paragraph. This is kind of funny. Mile Island is a concept album and a thematic rock opera. Again, this is from Wikipedia. The album tells the story of a war against sound and color by a supremacist, supremacist government set in the world of Silencia, an Orwellian society. Silencia has been overtaken by the government led by Major Minus, who controls the population through media and propaganda. His aim is to take sound and color off the streets in hope to draw away the feeders, the creatures that use such energy to hunt its prey. The album follows Milo, a silencer, who's a soldier in the army tasked to hunt, hunt and track down sparkers, which are this is so ridiculous. <laughs> people who harness light and energy and use it to make sparks, comparable to graffiti in real life. He encounters Xylido, the sparker most wanted by Major Minus. <laughs> Through Xylito, Milo discovers his Sparker abilities and affiliation with the Car Kids, a major Sparker faction founded by Milo's parents, Aiko and Layla. Oh, God. What? I, it's I it's truly goofy. It's, what it's which is fine. Goofy. They can, I, yeah, I mean, honestly, where do you go from Viva La Vida? You do a rock opera. It makes sense that they tried to be more intricate with the lyrics and try to make a story. I didn't get it at all. I don't even hear listening it to the all. lyrics. You don't necessarily. I don't no, think you. I think you it's a stretch. See that. It is a stretch, but there was also this like wasn't there a comic book that came out? With yes, it? and the whole... "Hurts Like Heaven" music video is the comic book. I think. Okay. I don't know if you watched it. Um, what's interesting about this is that it was you know this love story inspired by American graffiti, mm-hmm. and we on the live video we read or we watched, it said they saw a rose coming out of asphalt and just reminded them of beauty. I was going to say beauty and, and co- hopeless and place, color like out Rihanna, of, out of gray. which makes sense. Um, right. I read also that originally they wanted this album to be acoustic and intimate and stripped down, yes. and it literally became the opposite, with a couple of exceptions, which clearly came through. I think they were almost, maybe I'm wrong about this, I think they were going to do an acoustic album, and they also yes, wanted, they wanted one that was two more albums. electronic. I think they, they were writing two albums at once, and they decided to just put it all together, which I still think it works. I, I, I really like this album. I don't know Me if too. you do. No, I do. Um, good. Um, there's a lot to talk about. It's very interesting. It goes from the most overproduced bullshit to beautiful acoustic numbers and everything in between. There's a lot to talk about here. Very electronic. Right. The most they've ever sounded Definitely. this way. This is the most electronic. They've they've vocoder leaps and bloops everywhere. Synth synth lines throughout songs. There's a lot of layers of sound. Um, this is really. I mean, we'll talk about the song, which I think we've already alluded to. Um, 
I guess maybe there are a couple. This is really the first time I'm seeing them. Um, I hate, I hate Shoot the for word. the radio. Yeah, I hate the word sellout, but it's the start of the chasing the trends. Yeah, it's a little, I think I've said this already a bunch of times in this podcast, Paradise is just the most pandering kind of pop song. And there are parts that I like, yeah. Um, but yeah, Paradise is the first time. It's just a very repetitive verse and chorus and oh oh oh's and uh, it just leaves a sour taste in my mouth because it feels like they are shooting for a radio song yeah. and princess of china which has rihanna on it i mean lost with jay-z was the first time they collaborated with a big hip-hop star rihanna at this point being one of the biggest pop stars on the planet she sort of has this ubiquitous pop voice that's on every song i think princess of china is a good song but they are clearly and whatever they're allowed to it's not you can't say Coldplay's selling out. They're already the biggest band in the world. Yeah. It's a matter of are they trying to stay relevant and stay on the radio when, when hip-hop and hip-hop is now the only thing on the radio? Or is it Chris just likes pop music? And right. that's fine. He's allowed, you're, right. you're allowed to just do that. It gets problematic toward the last album, I think. Um, it's not as much of a problem for me on Miley Zylado. Let's just go right into the top five. Sure. <laughs> I will start. Number five, Don't Let It Break Your Heart. Ooh, nice. Okay. I put my number five as Every Teardrop is a Waterfall. Okay. I'm assuming you put that higher, maybe. Um, don't oh. assume anything. <laughs> um, this actually, I will say, is the most... I, ha- I had trouble the I most too. with this. Don't Let It Break Your Heart was... Oh, I just wrote it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not my last. Number four, UFO. Okay. My number four is Us Against the World. Okay. My the number two acoustic three, tracks. My number three is Up With The Birds. Okay, awesome. My number three is Charlie Brown. Oh boy, wow, this is very different. My number two, and I have a feeling, maybe I'm wrong, that this is not at all on yours. I'm quite certain it isn't. A major minus. You are correct, and I've always <laughs> known that you've loved that song. I've not been as big a fan. My number, my number two is UFO. And I think we have the same number yes, one. The killer intro hurts like, hurts like heaven. heaven. So that's... Three out of four. I actually Three combined it. Milo Zaloto hurts like heaven because That's I think that, I song. think of all the songs that have those introductions. This one is most important to the progression of gotcha. the song. So good for you because uh, up with the birds and don't let it break your heart were my two backups. Like I yeah. love those songs. Um, so you didn't put Charlie Brown or every teardrop on your list. No. Interesting. Um, Charlie Brown was more shocking to me than every teardrop, to be honest. Shocking? I was more shocked that I didn't put, put it Charlie on. Brown on my list okay. than I was every teardrop, but we will get to why. Yes. What was your number five? Every teardrop. So this is after Viva La Vida where I am just like Coldplay is one of the best bands around right now. I remember being like, everyone listen to this album. If you don't like Coldplay, listen to this album. It sounds nothing like them. I was so proud of them and so happy. So I was excited to see where they went next and every teardrop came and I was really disappointed. I was really worried. I was like, the, the synth sounded ugly. I thought the synth itself sounded cheap purposefully and the way he's singing yes. about I, I, it's funny i don't I think i got my record yeah it's i got my this i got my that ready for the weekend <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of stupid and yes. really silly um i remember 
still at the time loving the video even if i didn't like the song the video is pretty amazing yeah it starts stop motion and then when it erupts into this black light graffiti Mm -hmm. room it looks so cool it looks so cool i love the vibe surrounding the album i really love all those lights and the live show you know everyone had those wristbands that lit up right so they're all about color i mean the last album they started life in technicolor but it was all french revolution garb the whole image creative direction of the band was revolution right this one is just color and excess and it's just everything is just to the 11 i mean yeah the song itself i really hope it they're trying to be a self-parody every teardrop is a waterfall like that is the most ridiculous cold play line i've ever heard but i i hope they're doing it with a I, wink i don't think they you don't think so <laughs> no okay well uh anyway eventually i learned to love it i love this song it's my number five i think it's i i start to i actually like the lyrics now of i put my records on it just i feel that way and so sure, for, for sure honestly i think when i didn't know the lyrics i thought it was i put my rad clothes on that's even worse so i, was I turned like, the music up stop. i got my records on yeah. i shut the world outside until the lights come on maybe the streets alight maybe the streets are the trees are gone i feel my heart still beating to my favorite song Yes, that is super corny. Sure. I will give you that. But I'm like that. I put my records on and turn the lights off <laughs> Fair and turn enough. the music up and I like my heartbeat. It's my favorite song. So there is a little bit of kitsch to it, but I really like it. Um, it starts off just being this electronic drum, you know, electronic heavy with just that one bum, 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 bum. Right, the four on the floor, which yeah. they start to bring in a whole lot in this album. And Actually, and I going. got ahead of myself because first you've got this really cool oh, yeah. line by Johnny, which actually my girlfriend pointed out while we were watching the video, sounds like sort of like an Irish jig. Right, sort of to like call an, back to Strawberry Swing. Yeah, very different sounding. Irish <laughs> it's, it's also great. very cool. Like yeah. just slippery and... Yeah, it just sounds... Slippery is a great word for it. It's slippery and sexy and cool. And then the drum and bass come in and he keeps singing and okay i'd rather be a comma than a full stop i can't tell if that's his best lyric or his worst lyric it's so funny i feel the same way i can't tell if i like it or i don't like yeah. it what i will say is a very good lyric is from underneath the rubble sing a rebels rebel song rebel yeah. rebel i just and also think it Again, works for what he's trying to go I for i sort of feel a little bit of the kitsch of this album and this song is from out of the rebel, a rebel song. Like, what mm-hmm. is he talking about? I don't know. He's never, like, I don't know what he's talking about. I, I get the sort of rose in the concrete and bursts of color coming from ugliness. Some of it becomes cheesy. I still love a lot of these songs. Um, Cathedrals in My Heart, also kind of cheesy, mm-hmm. kind of awesome. I love that. This song is not a typical structure. It's just verse, 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 and then just one chorus, essentially. I mean, it sort of alludes to the chorus earlier, but I like how there's no verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It just sort of builds and builds and builds until what I think would consider the best part of the song, which is when Will comes in and just starts smacking those drums, and they explode, and the bass is... It's just... Uh. The bass is so good. Again, Guy is clearly the best part of this band, (laughs) and oh, I just... I love it. The ending to this song is so anthemic, and... It explodes yeah. and they sound like a rock band again. The the sort of yeah. those synth heavy things have sort of disappeared and they just they rock and they've it just it's so dynamic and so groovy. Uh, I I love his Bono like yeah. yeah. Um, what I will say is that I think I split the song sort of into two parts. I really find that first part minus Johnny's lick to be very meh, mm-hmm. and then as soon as they go to the I don't know what the uh, what the actual lyrics are, but it's like as sweet as sound. Wow! Every melody right there completely changes. Every 
a swear. Well, it's also a swear. You in the blanket. It's like it just changes in a great way. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, that even the beginning is is sort of hip hoppy poppy. Yeah, sort of radio friendly rhythm to it. And the four on the floor. That's like a very modern now. Right. So I was scared. Now I've succumbed to it. I've learned to stop wearing it. Love the teardrop as a waterfall. But you know, they they didn't fully fall into it, which is great. You know, Will comes back with a full drum set and he sounds awesome. Sick beat. Um, this sick beat sick beat yes don't let it break your heart this is a great song This is a delicious Johnny guitar line. Oh, man. Yeah. He oh, knows what he's doing. This, we, we sort of alluded to this. This is his album. He destroys all over this album. Hurts Like Heaven, the first song, which we'll get to because it's our number one, but he's just the master of it. I think, I'm pretty sure in interviews, Chris has said, this is Johnny's album. That's interesting. Like he has said, he. I don't know if he wrote a lot of this himself or he's just a primary. Like you said earlier, there isn't much guitar on Viva La Vida, to be honest. There's obviously some, but it's not a main part. Here, it's like the lead instrument. Right, and it sounds great, especially on a song like "Don't Let It Break Your Heart." Yeah, well, I, we didn't even really talk about this. I think in X and Y, that's really when he starts to have like lines, like some like hardest part and thing and talk. Like he mm-hmm. has his riff now, and I don't know. He he feels more present on that one. But yeah. honestly, thinking about it, I, I agree. There's there's a lot of just slick parts that he comes up with. This one um, starts with a hopeful transmission. So, like we said before, Hurts Like Heaven starts with Myla Zylido, uh, Every Teardrop starts with MMIX, and Don't Let It Break Your Heart starts with a hopeful transmission. These are separate tracks on the track listing and in the album, CD, record, whatever you have. And I just don't understand the point. I don't yeah. know what they're doing, besides being like, oh, I love the phrase, hopeful transmission. There are sometimes... Maybe that's more about the rock opera thing. Like, maybe we just don't understand what this means. You're, you're right. There are also some times where I feel like um, it works as a buffer between songs, maybe. I don't know if it would really sound super jarring to go from us against the world. I'm not saying to take them out, but like you said, they should have just been part as intros to the sure. next song. Yeah, I, I don't, agree. They're not going to be their own track yeah. listing. And make it a 14-song album, even though it's really an 11-song 11, album. Right. Well, this hopeful transmission introduction uh, has the same chords as UFO, which we'll get to. Yes. It also has this very tropical groove, which maybe is foreshadowing Head Full of Dreams. Who knows? I doubt it, but it just kind of works that way. And then what it has, which I love, which Another maybe... Another pounding? Oh, you mean the, the heartbeat? Oh, no, I'm talking about... There's this like bird call kind of wail that goes into the song. You know what I'm talking about? It's like... Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it happens before every chorus in Don't Let It Break Your Heart. Ooh, I, I don't know. know. There's something yeah, really cool in that. Yeah. I love the part where he goes, try to catch a cannonball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His guitar is so cool. It's another huge chorus with those pounding yeah. drums. And, and that to me is like, that's four on the floor, but that's not like, it's it's good four on the floor. Yeah. There's bad four and on the floor. And then it's got the more of the, uh, I mean, these these all these songs are very stadiumy. Honestly, yes, this is these are on this album the most U two could probably pick out. Really, I think X and Y is, but on this album, oh, on this album, sorry. yeah, yes, definitely this is. Yeah, um, Charlie Brown too. Fair enough. 
this one just feels something about in the verses. I mean, I know you'd mentioned like YouTube doesn't have piano. It's a very Coldplay yeah, thing. It's true. But there's something so, there's like bouncing <laughs> piano in the verses. Yeah. I love, again, we already talked about Johnny's riff, which is just so beautiful. Did you notice at the end that it ends with a heartbeat stopping? Don't let it break your heart? Yes. Good. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. I don't have any many more details to add about this. It's just all around. It's very it's colorful. A, it's huge. Yeah, it's got a great big sound and it's just fun I think to, it's a great penultimate song too yeah. this is right before the closer up with the birds which you also put on your list which is also a great song that could have made my list yeah yeah good stuff okay us against the world uh we mentioned before this was supposed to be an acoustic album intimate album and then it became this in my a little bit overblown in, in sections very so don't let it break your heart the only thing i don't like is it's very overproduced it just it's yeah, got this it's just too produced there's too much going on at all times i know a lot of the parts we like yeah. and I'll, i would say the same thing for hurts like heaven and i mean there's a lot of overproduction on this album going on yeah but a couple songs that do not fit that which are ufo and us against the world Us Against the World is this gorgeous sort of hymnal, it sounds like. Yes. This acoustic number, despite having a little bit of electric guitar in the intro. I love the lyrics to this one. It, it does sound like a hymn, like, a morning come bursting in the clouds, amen. Maybe it's just him saying amen, but something about it just feels very... This, this is something I, was, I think I was about to say when we were talking about Now My Feet Won't Touch the Ground. He writes these, like, spirit, yeah, hymnal spirituals. He, like, has a knack for doing that throughout. Yeah. He's always got them a little bit. Like, even in UFO, Lord, I don't know which way I'm going. Exactly. There's always that these kind of like which I was very mention. acoustic, Dill Kingdom Gum, uh, Now My Feet Won't Touch. It's like he got those throughout, but continue. I just think the melody is great. When the harmony comes into the second verse, that I'm a river. When the, yeah. I don't know, when whoever will probably sing in the harmony, I just anytime that harmony comes in, when it's already a great melody, it makes it even more special. So we mentioned before not hitting notes. <laughs> he cannot hit the notes in this song. Yeah. And this one I kind of like. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, don't let go. <laughs> he can't hit it. And it's kind of cute that they put it in the album still. It's kind of it's endearing. Us against the world. Yeah, he can't hit it, but, <laughs> but it's, I obviously like it. I love the float away part. If we could float away, yeah. fly up to the sun. And these sea roses in the rain. I love the imagery of this song. It just grows and swells and the strings come in. It just becomes more and more majestic as it goes. Yeah, it starts with that, like, again, I use the word heavenly maybe too much, but this, like, very... So does sounds- Chris Martin, so... Well, Not the it, word. Yeah. it also doesn't he say something about the open the clouds come burst or something like that. Oh, morning come bursting through the clouds. There we go. Then. So it worked. Like again, yeah. they know how to pair the lyrics to the sound, but like Johnny just. I'm adds surprised that. this isn't on your list. This is a per- uh, this it, is a beautiful song. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then it and then it comes back at the end. And also, I mean, I remember in the uh, in the video that we were watching, this was one where it was awesome. It kind of showed each member kind of crept That's in right. at in times. live 2012 album and video. Uh, we watched them kind of go to the B stage and it starts with just Chris and then each member of the band would sort of come in slowly and add their part and it was right. it was beautiful. This is sort of a classic song that doesn't need to be Coldplay. This is just, I just feel like this is a side of a timeless song. It's just sure. very pretty. Yeah. You can play this at your guitar at your local bonfire. <laughs> what was your number four? My number four was UFO, so we can save that one. Okay. Up With The Birds was my number three. Mars to me. Oh, those clouds 
closer that I probably also, I don't know why, during the time when I actually like skipped songs on albums, thankfully I don't do that as much anymore, uh, I would just skip it. It's in, But it's an awesome song. Another one that just it never goes back to the same part. Right. It just, it just keeps going forward in a strange way. It's always going forward. It's got such a cool new sound. He's crooning at the beginning. Uh, it sounds like good night by the Beatles. It also sounds kind of him like the way he's singing. Say that again. <laughs> I just said it also sounds him like, Oh, him. I thought you meant it sounds like him. him. Gotcha. Yes, H-Y-M-N. absolutely. It's got this ambient strings kind of happening in the background would you fault me for saying it also sounds like uh, paul buchanan i mean there's (gasps) something just to put paul Buchanan's (laughs) Buchanan's name paul buchanan the lead singer of the blue nile my favorite band yeah there's something so nice about it it's it's also again very bare and him piano like little sounds in the background i love those little uh Uh, exactly (laughs) and especially and then like when the strings come in the skies it Mm. feels like there's a little crackly it's like good night is actually a good reference right yeah Yeah. there's something about that disney like that's what we're talking about strings swell and it's beautiful and then johnny but also when he sings my arms there's like a beautiful like in the background there, there's this like it's like a ange- like a choir ambient something in the background i also for some reason keep hearing and then it happens between this section and the next section, these like aquatic bird sounds. Do you know what I mean? You know the sounds I'm talking about? Yes, I Just do. Like, I don't I know. Th- yeah, I didn't think of them as aquatic birds. but I don't know why. <laughs> I keep saying that because I hear it later in other albums as well. So but, fish. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then Johnny comes in yeah. and that just becomes a completely different song, basically. It's very lively. I love how powerful Chris's vocals get yes. at the end of this song. He's just belting it and he sounds great. I love just this is clearly a theme up with the birds the last lyric or not the last lyric but the main lyric a simple plot but i know one day good things are coming our way yeah. i mean it's so very again, another, simple everything's not lost it's not lost um, it's just hopeful and it's pretty and i'm okay with having a band that makes me feel really happy for sure like these songs are great and not, i'm not again, saying every Coldplay song is happy but, yeah. but i like that they always end mostly on these gorgeous uh, hopeful notes up with the birds is a great song yeah uh and just that la- the very last thing, his nah, doom, 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 oh my god, doom, yes, doom, I love that last great, note that he hits. Yeah, and then there's this nice little piano ending again. It's just, yeah, it's a great. It's it's just filled with so much in somewhat of a short time. I don't know how long the song actually three, is. Four minutes, yeah. But a uh, great song. Yeah, I I was also on my short list. Let's talk about Charlie Brown. say about charlie brown it goes back to my accordion comment i don't know if you read this but this was actually gonna be on their softer album yes. and they were gonna write it on accordion like I did the lick that. was gonna be on accordion yes i'm very curious to hear what that sounded like if there's any recording like uh some scratch take of I that i can't i can't hear it in my head because this song is so fucking huge i know and so this goes back to you know in my place yellow in that the chorus is the hook the chorus is the guitar hook right there's no chorus to charlie brown that i will agree with that's this one you agree with well, that's this one there's no, no pre-chorus there's no what you call pre-chorus <laughs> right. it's just this massive anthemic u2 or even arcade fire at this point okay. i mean at this point arcade fire exists and are huge and they have these big riffs 
Um, I love the way his voice sounds on the verses with just that acoustic guitar and that bass drum. I took a car downtown with yeah. the Lost Boys meet. Which, by the way, great Lost Boys reference. Mm. Uh, a vampire horror movie from the 80s. Which literally, and they, I took what they offered me. He takes a drink of blood. You gotta watch the movie. It's Halloween, I do. I Halloween didn't actually, now. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Which is funny. So Charlie Brown doesn't make an appearance anywhere in the song. And I read that eventually it, it used to have a Charlie Brown lyric, like the Peanuts Charlie Brown. And yeah. then they took it out, but they just didn't know what else to call the song. <laughs> I like <laughs> so it. No, I kind of like Brown. that. Uh, I also had a very, I, obviously you just told me that it was a Lost Boys reference, but I was like, took a car downtown where the Lost Boys meet and took what they offered me. And then I heard Charlie. I'm like, is this a drug song? Oh, Charlie. But no, like, I mean, I know there's okay. Chris would be kicked out of the band if that was the yeah. case. <laughs> Um, I could be wrong about that, but that, I mean, Lost Boys, it sounds like it. Um, the, the melody is great. The chorus is huge. I like the light of fire, the fire spark, light of fire. Yeah, they run. The best melody, I think, is the, they'll be glowing in the dark, they'll be glowing in the dark. There's something yeah. in that. And there's there's the, so many melodies. All the boys, all the girls, they keep funny. adding more I and more melodies. You know, like, don't like that bridge. I um, I don't. There's something about the bridge itself I don't like, and all the boys, all the girls, all the madness that occurs, all the, <laughs> the all the kittens, all the dogs. Yeah, I guess again with Coldplay, almost all their lyrics converge on hokey, and you either take it one way or the other. Yeah, right. I find enough. this anthemic and huge and awesome, and but yeah, this is like around the time where in I mean it's still being used today in radio hits and whatnot. This something about this high pitched voice that's like tuned up. It's like a very common production technique in like hip hop songs. Part of Charlie Brown, the little. <laughs> sorry one more time <laughs> you can rewind if you want to hear yeah. that again um that the little like opening voice yeah chanting in the distance kind of, yeah yeah i don't know i like that. i like the way they use that i do something too. that that is yeah um like this one doesn't feel too overproduced to me even though it still is in the same realm of hurts like heaven and and uh, teardrop and yada yada this just feels huge there's even some Springsteen in this. This sure. stole the key. Yeah, I can hear that. It's definitely Springsteen-y. I think it's a great song. I think it's huge, and I just love listening to it. I mean, it's nothing more than that. I don't think it's necessarily the most special thing in the world, but for sure, honestly, um, I love when the back when Will starts playing the backbeat, like yeah. like the whole. Well, that's another cool thing. I mean, it's kind of cool. Again, it, it goes four on the floor, but it's not super hokey yet. But like when the does whole it get hokey, the whole riff is just like. I don't know. It's him on the ride symbol on the bass drum. It's cool. It's different. It's yeah. like you don't expect that from a band he like this. He brings good stuff to this band and these yeah. songs. If and then he, if he's not already writing some of these songs with them, I mean, yeah. he's a killer drummer. Well, again, then the contrast comes in. He he starts playing that. And talk about gorgeous piano oh outro. My oh my god, it's it's so pretty with do not, strings. When you, I, I, yeah, I, I never, hope in the single song. in the in the single, I hope they didn't take that out. I don't know. On the but in the music video, they didn't. It's so pretty. It's this beautiful little piano. Uh, it makes me believe that, and all the other ones that I mean, he needs to score a soundtrack to something. Granted, it could go multiple ways, <laughs> but he has the well, abilities. He, he to can always write take some the beautiful the chorus score music. to uh, White Shadows. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, my number two is UFO. So let's go to Major Minus. Yeah. 
This song cool sounds song. like a callback to... Got Put a Smile? Anything minor of theirs, but very much, honestly, like Violet Hill and Yes. It's honestly, it feels like... It, it Honestly, this it feels out of place on this album. It does. As much as UFO and Us Against the World do, this also feels very Well, they sound kind of angry, which you don't hear a lot. Which I love. It's great. I think my problem is that I love the sound of this song more than the song itself. Fair enough. I think the sound is so cool, that distorted guitar strum and that chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga. And the bass is... Yeah, that bass line. It's just killing it. The chorus, there's cool percussion in it. Also, there's not really much of a chorus here. It just kind of erupts into this great rock out moment for the band. Yeah, and this ooh ooh. Um, I also, it kind of goes along with spies. I like this sort of dark running well, from now the we, law. Now we know Major Minus is the Orwellian dictator. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hope it didn't. I don't know if it ruined the song. <laughs> no, they they, no, they, they say agree. us it's, against the world. I don't know if we've done this in the previous songs, but I like when they and they are, did teardrop and we paradise. We haven't gotten to yet. Right. Um, they, they reuse little lick uh, lyrics. Right. That relate to older songs clocks is in ticking clocks um what's it called yeah the ticking of clocks is in a whisper um anyway there's yeah i i agree with you i love the vibe i don't not like the song as much i i think it's good but i agree i'm sort of surprised it's it's number two for me the more i think about it maybe up with the birds would have been second so maybe i'll switch it right now but (laughs) either way i I also like, like the peter pan reference yes me too. Those crocodiles ticking and I love around the, the world. Clicks with it. It's yeah. really cool. But I it's also smart. specifically I love the chord change at the and be careful. Same part. And be careful when you walk in interview. Just be, it's just something. I don't know. It's really I love well the written. part where he does his falsetto. You can hear that, that climbing the stairs. So there's something so first of all super short bridge which I love. It's something so swaggy and sexy about yeah. that. And also I love that line. You can hear them climbing the stairs. I got my right side fighting it's while my song. left hides under the, under the chairs. Chair. Yeah. So, oh, it's, it's a great, great lyric. Yeah. And then there's not much more to say. I just really, I, again, I th- I'm thinking about like when I, when I would go back to these albums, the songs that I would put yeah. on, and this is definitely one of them that I was, I would always do. Cause I love, I love hearing minor Coldplay. There you go. I love a lot of non-minor Coldplay, but there's something about minor Coldplay that really hits me. Major minus Coldplay. Yes, exactly. stop. <laughs> My number two and your number four was UFO. Which gonna flow? It just seems that upstream I keep rolling. Still got such a long This song is awesome too. I, I I don't actually don't have much to say except that it's another yeah. beautiful acoustic it's another hymnal. Short. It's just so goddamn pretty. And when the strings come in, yeah. uh, it's so so special. I, I don't know what else to say. It's it's beautiful. Just listen to it. The guitar picking his part. I'm assuming it's it's Chris. Yeah. I don't know who actually is playing it. Is so beautiful. If you just even cue into that alone, it's really the the hits he does, and it's just it's really nice. Yeah. But yeah, just. A guitar strings his beautiful melody and then the little harmonics yes. outro yeah yeah it's so oh, they're just so good at it actually kind of reminds me a little ambience. bit of poppy fields yes very much prospects march mm-hmm. um, much. i like that the chords of ufo they alluded to both in milo xylado the beginning of the album and eventually hopeful transmission right that sort yep. of descending yeah it's very cool ufo is a great song yeah and number one song we agree with again. I'm glad we agree on some of these. It's, yeah, it's fun. 
uh, also to not though anyway <laughs> hurts like heaven is basically the opener and this song is awesome I remember you showing me the video. a live the, exactly right. it was it That's was right. just a live it was because they it. had just debuted exactly so after we were obsessed with Viva La Vida I remember hearing they were writing new material and they were debuting new material before the album was out and I heard Hurts Like Heaven and I was like holy shit yeah. this song is awesome and it still is a little overproduced on this album which I've mentioned before which is kind of a bummer I agree it doesn't ruin it, doesn't it for me you. this is absolutely my go-to track on this album yeah I can listen to it song. over and over again the synths are shimmering there's this glockenspiel intro kind of like Life in Technicolor I like how it just out of the gate written on graffiti and yeah the yeah, yeah. well it's again they're they're so good at anticipation at this build it's just this build yeah and then yeah. it's like, oh, he's in. <laughs> I just, goddamn, I love this melody of this song. Uh, yeah, I think I told you I read that Johnny wrote most of this song, not just yeah. the guitar lines, which is awesome because he is clearly the star of this. I mean, his guitar solos are all over this thing and just yeah. are so good. And he's just such a great guitar player. Oh, man. I wish I didn't think it was so overproduced. Like, here are the things that make me sound overproduced to me. Whenever you hear the vocals kind of clipping, like his voice is too high. I like when the vocoder comes in. I do like that. So I think it's very cool. Sure, yeah. But at other parts where his voice is high, you can kind of hear it clipping and being kind of tinny sounding. You'll have to listen to it again. Yeah, me too. It's kind of annoying. But you use your heart as a weapon and it hurts like heaven. Also, could be taken cheesy. I think it's an awesome I literally lyric. was going to say, it's cheesy, but it's also clever. There's something right. I like about it. I love that. Also, do you know another For time sure. where his heart is a weapon? Yes, I do. Army we'll talk of, about it. Army of One. <laughs> his heart is his gun. Yes. If you didn't know. They still have a lot of U2 toward the end of the song with the OOOs. The chorus of this song is so shimmering. Yeah. So it goes to the ride cymbal and, and Johnny's part. And it doesn't overstate its welcome. It just says yep. the name and then goes on to more Johnny doing cool shit on guitar. I love from the beginning of Yes, I Feel a Little Bit Nervous to the, to the second chorus, that part. It's all about build. I keep using that all the, word. All the band removes itself until it's just vocals doing that cool vocoder harmony, and then they come and then they come back, back in. and then they get even higher for the chorus again. Oh, it's huge. Um, in that ooh, very U two, but very grand and atmospheric, and this is just a huge opener. It just sounds amazing. Yeah, best song on the album. Did you have more to say about it? Because I was saying because this unfortunately to me leads right into. The worst song on the album. It does, which we can get to. The last thing I will say is not that it needs to be said. Johnny, the heavenly guitar maker, <laughs> that ending of Hurts Like Heaven, just his part, again, again, yeah. it's just like it's soaring on top. It kind of blends into this. It creates images. It, it is, yeah. His guitar playing yes. is beautiful and, and evokes imagery. That That's a really special That's talent. a good way of saying it. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great song. It, it keeps you interested throughout the entire entire and then song but yes we go into paradise which is a very problematic song in my opinion i don't hate it because there are parts of it i really love actually but overall i hate it <laughs> this i'm curious starts, what parts you love it starts with this great string orchestra and this electronic tinkling i'm like hell yeah we're getting the, it could getting go the anywhere strings back and then it and then just goes into this meaty overproduced mid-tempo banger that is 
yes, this to me is the first time they're like, we are making a hit radio song yeah. right now. And they did. No, this is the and most annoying production non instru- non acoustic instrument they have gone thus far. Later in the album, they go even more so. But this is the most, it feels like it, it could be a producer plus yeah. uh, Chris Martin and piano. Right. <laughs> There's no band here. Yeah. Basically. You already know that I don't like Swallowed in the Sea and What If for their verses. That's the verse I'm singing. I know he also does that as sort of yeah. the chorus, but like, it's so annoying. His verses are so annoying, <laughs> yeah. and I hate when he does his thing. And another thing, I hate the para, para, paradise. <laughs> yeah. It's just an annoying song, honestly. Yeah. I love when the strings come in in the second verse. I think when he's singing uh, it, and that. all of a sudden the strings come in, I think it's, I don't know why, it just becomes this beautiful little moment where I'm like, ugh, yeah, I, I dig this. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. That's all I love about it. It's catchy, I guess, but I'm more annoyed by it than Again, actually catchy. Again, catchy does not mean good. Like, yeah, it'll stay I do in love your head. The string. Oh, the bridge. La, 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 la. Are you serious? Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bad. Did you know, and this I didn't know, is that apparently this was written for the X Factor winner. They didn't write this for themselves. So this is what happened. They wrote this for the X Factor, which is like an American Idol thing mm-hmm. in Britain. Guess who insisted that they put it on the album? Will. So Will. no one can no one can complain because oh, I think oftentimes you hear a band that starts off a rock band they become electronic you're like what is the drummer doing all this are they like pissed off Will wanted this song on the album fair enough so yeah you fucked up honestly because <laughs> sorry, I, as Will, usual there's lot, this gorgeous piano no. coda at the end that I love right I love when he's singing yes his piano oh his piano is beautiful twinkling at the toward end. the yeah, end there, there are, I love it he's a great <laughs> I know, pianist I know. there's a great parts of the song overall bummer and it's a bummer that this became the biggest hit on the album right there's no way around yeah. it nope. what else was a hit on this. Princess of China was Princess of China, which I like better. And I agree, I like it better. But it's another, just obviously, the that's the other one I was talking about. The most non-actual band playing, and yeah, right, ready for radio. You know, before you know the first three albums, we were like, hey, we kind of picked three out of five of the singles. It's like, hey, the singles are still good. Once it gets towards this album, I still put every teardrop on my list, but I want to highlight more of the deep cuts. And I'm glad you put don't. You know, don't let it break your heart and up with the birds because mm-hmm. there's these beautiful songs that people at this point, because this is the moment, I think. This is the moment where people went from not liking Coldplay because they sounded too much like U2 and now people are... Or, or cheesy or, or whatever. cheesy and now people don't like them because they're radio fair. They, bec- they became not just these classic fix-you scientist clocks. Now they became chasing this pop production that just doesn't sound good. And I don't think they, they wear it that well. They, I agree with you. It's, it's really unfortunate. <laughs> Some people do this. Okay. We're about to talk about princess of China. Yeah. I, and I feel this way about a couple other songs that come later in their discography. I would have been fine with this being Rihanna featuring Chris Martin and hearing it on the radio. I would have been like, all right, but calling it a Coldplay song seems wrong to me. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think the more I read about and, and listen to interviews or watch these videos, it sounds like all the band make all the decisions that they're a democracy. This isn't just Chris wanting to do pop songs. And oh, for sure. I'm just saying I'm the a, sound of Will the song. Will wanted the song on it. I would I mean, have preferred that it was... I, no, I hear you. you know? But I'm saying, I think it, it puts me at ease knowing that the band wanted this. It's not just Chris being like we want to be bigger for sure better and i want to have my lead i want to though i agree wait, actually it disappoints me at the we same time forgot to talk but. about before jay-z comp came on to lost plus do you know the song homecoming by kanye west with chris on it no but i think you told chris me chris does you don't know that song no chris i don't. says when you think about me now and then 
'Cause I'm coming home again. He does an amazing chorus on a great Kanye song from graduation, which was actually ten years ago. Cannot wait I to do I didn't know he's on graduation. Yeah. I cannot wait to do the Kanye West podcast because that will be a lot of work for me. Yes. <laughs> Adam doesn't know Kanye that well. Um, um Okay. So Princess of China, we sort of alluded to it. Let's get into it. Princess of China, after Jay Z is on Lost Plus, they decided to have the pop songstress of the world, Rihanna on princess of china and i think it's great i think it's a great beat and a great melody the beat is very reminiscent of uh viva la vida still got that yeah it's, it's got cool. that stomp it's, i agree i like that uh i like her part that could have been a princess oh that's so funny i hate that part josh what? i really hate that because oh, the whole song before that is very minor and i know i keep using this word but i like that juxtaposition we keep talking about juxtaposition we do but there's something about this one that just sounds singing so over this stupid. sort of chopped up electronic what's upon a time and then all of a sudden it just starts you literally hear twinkles and then it's i know been a princess. I, I really don't like uh, that part i like it a lot because it gets Chris's up, favorite what song I on do, the album yeah of yeah. course you what i got to spend time with rihanna <laughs> what i do like about that part is that or what I appreciate is that the chorus, which I'll call that part, the could have been a princess, it happens once in the song. There's no chorus. That's another thing. Yeah. Just like... I'll call it a chorus. Yeah, exactly. Because it sort of erupts into major. But you're right that this song just kind of builds and goes. There's no... Yeah. It's cool for a band at the level and mainstream appeal of Coldplay that they still have... I mean, we already talked about Viva La Vida in depth that that is very intricate or orchestra. Yeah. But they just have very interesting songwriting techniques that make them an interesting band. That I think people, I mean, obviously this whole podcast is a little bit like people don't give Coplay a fair shake and they sort of write them off without realizing how great songwriters, not just of these classic melodies, but really interesting orchestrations and strange sure. progressions. And yeah. yeah, this it's good. Um, anyway, Up in Flames starts off cool. It's got this reverb heavy snare hit that's kind of cool and just Chris Martin on piano, very lovely falsetto melody. Very minimalistic. And then the chorus is just one of my pet peeves is just saying the Repeat, chorus yeah. in the chorus, just saying the title of the song over and over. Obviously he says a little thing after, but it's just up in flames, up in flames. It's like, okay, <laughs> I get it. Best part, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny sounds great. It's a great melody over that. And I kind of like his, not kind of, I really like his, can we pour some water on that piano? That beautiful piano. And what's funny is that when Josh and I were uh, were watching the um, the live show, they were out on their little small center stage, and Will was hitting the drum pad, and there was a strange little like clicky sound. Adding, like, and we were like, beat. "We're like, does he? Is that even in the, it's not song? In the song? It is. Oh, it is song. in the song. It is. Oh. It's much more faint, I but it's to funny to if it you it listen after. back to it." Um, okay. Good for him. Anyway, this song also probably could have been left off the yes. album. Yep. You take uh, off, it, oh, it you take off Princess of China. And Up in Flames. Kind of a perfect album. Calling Paradise. Perfect album. I just said Take Off Paradise and Up in Flames. Oh, no, you said Princess of China. Oh, no. Keep Princess of China. <laughs> that song's awesome. This also, the song sounds like the last, it should be the last song. Literally, so it's over. I mean, maybe it's the lyrics, but literally. Just, so it's over. Yeah, or the penultimate song. I'm really it's glad not. it's not because Up the Birds is way better than Up in Flames. Oh, 100%. Also, how many times is he going up? There's yeah, I know. Up in Flames, Up at the Birds, and later up in the Up, up and Up. <laughs> Just I'm telling same, you, he the feet off the ground, he up and up, all about that. birds, skies, yeah, stars. Yeah. 
He's just a boy with a dream. Skies and stars. I'm sorry, Chris, that I keep calling you a boy. You're an awesome man with a beautiful heart. Yes, he is. He's very joyous. And that was Mila Zylado in 2011. Ghost Stories came out three years later, May 6th of 2014. I read that this is very surprising to me because I read that they took a different approach to this album where instead of Chris coming with his songs and the band contributing, which sounds like that is what it means, like you said earlier about Mm -hmm. the band, that he wanted the band to contribute individual songwriting. And this is the first time they did that. And that is so surprising to me because the first time I heard this, the first few times I heard this, I was like, this is a Chris Martin solo project. Because it sounds like just Chris over at electronics or just Chris on piano or just Chris on acoustic guitar. But this is the album that they had the band introduce their own songs. It's very interesting. I'm curious which songs are which. which. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is definitely an album that has grown on me. Me too. Um, it's so minimalistic. I mean, it it somewhat calls. I mean, a lot of people will say it calls back to parachutes. Well, it, it's it's more stripped down. Stripped it's down. More it's more melancholy. Very, like right. The first album is for sure. It's a very different type of stripped down. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely something where you have to really pay attention to all the little intricacies that each instrumentalist brings to see that it actually still is the full band. Because you're right. It sounds otherwise like it's just Chris over some cool like low. Right. Uh, yeah, production. I think it was well documented in sort of public knowledge that at this point Chris broke up with Gwyneth Paltrow in the conscious uncoupling. And so this album is basically a breakup album. Almost every song is about love or unrequited love or breakup or looking forward. Or it's it's like having been broken up with but still being in love. Right. Uh, unconditional Un- love, I think. Unrequited. No, unconditional. Oh, well, me. both. It could be both. <laughs> okay. Unrequited is you loving the person, them not loving you right. back, which I feel like usually is before the relationship. <laughs> unconditional well, is maybe just... he's still in love with Gwyneth. Oh, he is. He's definitely. Maybe we'll talk about that. Yes, we will. Um, I like that this song, this album, is their shortest. It's forty minutes, nine songs. Yes. Um, what's interesting is you know this was also Grammy nominated this album, but this is the first time it was nominated as a pop album. Which I'm and glad they actually... Album, which is legit. Yes. Good I'm, for them. I'm glad. Good for the Grammys. The Grammys, stupid, actually. The yeah. Stupid Grammys. I know, because they still make stupid um, decisions when it comes to that. Yeah, um, this album totally grew on me. I used to... The first time I listened to this, I was like, this is pretty trash. Besides yeah. these beautiful little ditties. Yeah, because I still now, I still want a full band. Like, I just that's love still the what sound I of this album. I just love the atmosphere it makes. Even A Sky Full of Stars, which I used to hate, somehow fits and i don't know why basically this is a very melancholic slow dreamy album then out of nowhere comes an avici edm banger which we will talk which about. we'll talk about let's just talk about it then your number five my number five is oceans my number five is oceans Good. my number four is midnight whoa my number four is always in my head okay my number three is always in my head my number three is magic Okay, I think we have the same songs. Yes, we uh, do. My number two is Magic. My number two is O, or Fly On, as it actually is. And the right, the I second can't part believe is this. O. This is strange. We'll talk about that. Uh, and my number one is O. My number one is Midnight. That's awesome. We have the same exact songs in a different order. Midnight is pretty special. I, I do not fault you for putting that at one number one. It, it, it is, yes, we will get to that. It's definitely a very unique special it is route for their most Coldplay unique to go. song i think yeah or not mm, maybe not unique. most experimental song sky full of stars that was fighting for five because wow. we will definitely well we will definitely talk about it why not just wait till we talk about it i'll do that <laughs> <laughs> i ink and true love were 
on the back burner for me, which is basically the whole album. I mean, it's only nine songs. Yeah. Basically, you don't like Kink? We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number five and your number five was Oceans. Ready to fall. Oceans, what's funny is that we're starting with it because Oceans sounds nothing like the rest of the album, right. which is that you have all these beautifully produced, at most points, swirling, atmospheric, melancholic electronics and synth yes. textures all over. And all of a sudden, Deep. out of nowhere, yes, low-end, heavy, yeah. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, acoustic ballad, acoustic guitar, just like Mila Zylado, they did the same thing, where it's like these big, big acoustic productions. with strings. Yeah, and so you have this beautiful acoustic guitar and these sonar blips Chris's vocals sound amazing on this song. Wait for your call. I just yeah. No, the it's call that never came. Great oh, melody man, again. Voice sounds so good. Great descending chords. His falsetto and again. I'm ready for yeah, it all. Exactly. Then <laughs> yeah, like you said, when the strings come in in that sort of B section, there's no chorus yeah. to this song. Also, yeah, it's two it's two melodies, but there's no clear verse chorus. It's just it's so good. What I find endearing. But also kind of like, huh, <laughs> is the bridge of the song or whatever the, got to find yourself alone. It's like, it feels like it's, a, it feel, the melody feels wrong. Like it feels very, mm. got to find yourself alone. But it's something, there's something endearing and innocent about that. And I also love that line, got to find yourself alone in the I love the lyrics. Because it's sort of him being like, I think him being yeah. like, Sometimes you have to be alone to, I don't know, know what you've lost or whatever. I just, I really like And it's like the that. first time on this album that he's alone, essentially. Ah, just him and the acoustic Ooh, like guitar. That. And actually, in the live Ghost Stories album, it sort of oddly, <laughs> it went from them just in a band in a room with the people to Chris leaving sort of in a, sta- you know, a sound stage and just playing acoustic guitar on the pier by the ocean. And right. that sort of fits, right? Him alone. Yeah. No, uh, it's, when it's the a, ambience and those ocean yes. sounds bleed in at yeah, the yeah. end, I think it's beautiful and actually sort of help me to cleanse my palate or maybe prepare my palate for Sky Full of Stars. Right. I'm glad they did that. Yeah, that's exactly it, sort it, of it what I was saying. It shimmers and builds to Sky Full of Stars in a way that fits yes. more than just if you skipped it. Absolutely. You just, yeah. Absolutely. I, I felt that way kind of a, with those introductions in Milo Zaleto too. Kind of, it just gives you something between certain songs. I don't know if it would be super jarring to go right from Us Against the World into Every Teardrop, but having that little... Oh, is that what they did? Break. I didn't realize that that I don't know if that's the, the reason. Structure. Anyway, I just love that this many years later, Chris can still come out with a great acoustic song. It's, right. He's still got it, and that'll never go no away, thankfully. Yeah. yeah, it's funny because I remember getting this album and being like, so I'm like, this band is dying, this band is dead. Yeah, and now I I love this album. I kind of yeah. love it. Always in my head. Always in my head. It's my number three, you know, number four. This is the opening song, and it starts just like with Viva La Vida with this electronic ambient kind of intro that eventually comes in toward the end of the last song, O. This sort of, you can hear a choir yeah. sort of singing and sort of sampled and it's it's cyclical and strange right. and then just 
this out of nowhere. gorgeous, shimmering, swirling, atmospheric guitar-led yes. stuff with this strange ticking noise that I love. That yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know either. It's uh, every time guitars. that drop hit the first like ten times I heard the song, I was taken aback. I didn't know like when it was coming, and it was oh, like nice. so beautiful. And then it just drops into this really slick, slinky beat. The song is beautiful and sexy, and, and it's very and it's, the lyrics are very few, which is yeah. which is great. I think it's a perfect opener for this album. It sets the mood. This it sounds feels nothing like, like Milo Zylato, despite it being electronic. Kind of, it's a yeah. different kind of electronic because they're using it more as texture yes. as opposed to lead instruments. Agreed. Um, I like Chris backing his low vocals again. Mm -hmm. he, the whole song, just in, toward the end, until he goes always, which sounds great. I don't know why I need to do that for the listeners. I like but, it. I like hearing it. But it just is a perfect opener. It doesn't overstay its welcome. In fact, it actually could have been longer, and I would have been okay with it. Yeah. The only um, thing I'll say about this is, like, the way he like spaces out the rhythm of the lyrics. My body moves, goes where I will. I like it. It, it, it goes with the swinging of the drums. Fair the enough. drum have this kind of swing. Right. I don't know if it's called a swing, whatever that's called. Yeah, three, four beat <laughs> or something. It's, uh, I think it's stunning. Honestly, I love his out from the rest. Oh, that note is note. so nice. Yeah. It's, it's so, it. yeah. And just also the way they end it with just those. Right. You think it's going to go back into a chorus or whatever you want to call it, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's just so chilled out. It's really, really nice. And yeah, again, it, it, feels like the album cover it feels oh like my God. and we will talk briefly about the album <laughs> i think all their album art is fantastic yeah we haven't actually gotten to the that. album cover is beautiful and very much fits the whole mood of the album every song really yeah magic still i call it magic when i'm next to Awesome. It's an awesome single, and I'm so proud of them for still having a hit pop single that I love, honestly, because it's different. It's it doesn't. It's not chasing trends necessarily. It actually sounds like the XX a little bit in that very minimal bass heavy. Mm -hmm. That I mean, the bass riff is basically the whole song. I think I awesome. read that guy came in with that riff, and That's then they awesome. wrote it, which I love. Good for you, guy. Uh, what a guy. And that tasteful piano. Oh my god, I love it. Piano. I, I can't even do it. It just the piano twinkles are perfect. And I just love the chorus. And I don't, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't. I like it too. It's interesting that you like it so much because it's it so still, much. that still to me is them reaching for something. And I don't, and I don't, and I don't, this and I don't. Sounds nothing no, I don't, like it's what's true. going it doesn't, on though. It doesn't. So I know it's like that repetition, but I kind of like it. I think it's kind of. I Fair enough. No, cool. I mean, I, 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 I sing a lot. Is, I, like I call it. it magic. I mean, he's got, he does more things to the verse. I think it's a beautiful song. The beautiful bridge. Ugh, oh, my yeah. God. And then Johnny comes in and with his higher. I mean, throughout the song in general, Ugh, throughout the album, there are these in. random little textures that, that never come in again, especially when it goes. And then the tambourine comes in, and it's just this shimmering kind of shimmering is exactly right. Yeah, it's uh, it also uh, it ends on a heartbeat again. That yeah, and I love I love the lyric. If you were to ask me after all that we've been through, you still believe in magic? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Of course, I do. I love that he says, "Of course, uh -huh. I do." I don't know. Every time it makes me smile. It's like mm -hmm. a little bit of a wink, 
and a little bit of a like, yeah, I've got to, be- I have to believe yeah. in, obviously this sounds like, right, post breakup, you got to still believe in love. Right. And what that was. Right. Um, or, or what that, I don't just think that there's still more love out there in the for world sure. for him. I think it's a great song and it's a great single. Yeah. It's a great pop song. Agreed. And great number two again. Comes okay. out swinging. Uh, okay. Midnight, your number one. This was the first song that dropped off Ghost Stories. And when this dropped, I was like, holy shit, what? What are they doing in a good way? Yeah, oh, this, so much. This song is their most experimental song by far. And I don't think, I think it's a disservice to this song to just say, oh, it sounds like Bon Iver. Because I think this is way more than what Bon Iver was Fair doing. Enough. And actually, Bon Iver maybe sounds more like this song now than he did in 2014. Because that is even more electronic, no acoustic well, focus. At this time, it was only the self titled Bon Iver album that had been out. This is 2014. His latest album, 22 a Million, came out later. So, this, the Bon Iver sounding is really just Woods and a little bit of uh, the self titled. Oh, you mean his vocoder? His vocoder. Yeah. But this sounds like a completely different artist in every capacity. Obviously, you still hear a little bit of Chris Martin's vocals, but they're so layered in vocoder, chorus, vocal. It's so spacious and bold and haunting and it's ambient. Just, I can't believe this was the lead single. I, I know. And I mean, I, maybe I write, it wasn't the lead single, like, but this was the first song that came out of this yes. album and people were like, what is happening? And it was so exciting to be like, we haven't really said this yet, but like Coldplay is changing their sound. We didn't have to say it. We've been sort of talking about it. Right. Every single album. And they went from this excess of Myla Zylado to this minimalist, yes. but also icy, electronic, atmospheric, more spacious i don't know yeah literally it's, also night and day it or day and night it feels like Milo Zoloto was very day very bright well, i think very full of dreams is the day to we'll ghost get, stories uh, fair enough you're right okay like they kind of bookend it yeah. but but yeah in like in so much going on and then nighttime feels very quiet and minimalistic yeah. and that's just this and yeah it's called midnight it's uh his he's like whispering into the vo- like whispering singing into the vocoder and it sounds so beautiful. The melody is beautiful, and every and time so catchy. the lowest note hits, yeah. Oh man, it's so good. And, and uh, like, there's no verses, no chorus. It's one. It's one melody, really. Yes. But it's something about I it. Guess the chorus is the leave the light on, which right. I also love as a line in this song. I love it's the so. This song. Yeah. And then, oh my God, when this song erupts, I'm doing my quotes here. <laughs> it is this blur of like micro house ed idm not edm it stands for intelligent dance music which is honestly the most pretentious thing in the world i didn't know that was a thing uh but it's got this like very micro it's got this pounding bass but it's so soft and it's so there's just i don't know what the hell is going on but i i'm obsessed with it i i love this song actually i'm regretting not putting it higher it is it's a really special, strange, it's experimental special. song that I cannot believe this late in the career Coldplay pulled out, kind of. I mean, I don't know why I said that. They've always sort of been surprising us to every album. Yeah. But this song is crazy. And it, it's so it's textural. Very textured. And it just, without having a verse and a chord, it just feels so complete. It just feels like this. it exists in this space. Yeah. It honestly doesn't sound much like the rest of this album. No, it doesn't. Um, but it works within it because it's got that spacey, icy... 
yes melancholic it's a great softer song. vibe to it yeah i uh i can't say enough good things about this song Midnight it's is. just gorgeous melodies throughout his changing of the swimming on and all those like little changing bass notes rolling with the punches i like that yeah. as a lyric i mean Me i know it's a phrase but to put it in a song is cool sure it's yeah great song Absolutely. and then finally your number two my number one is the closing track oh Sometimes they are gone If I am Adam sort of said earlier, and I didn't realize this, so we said, we said in Viva La Vida how there were some songs that the song Yes on the track listing is just Yes, and everyone just sort of knows that the back half is the song Chinese Sleep Chant. Lovers in Japan has a slash, it's Lovers of Japan, Rate of Love. Death and All His Friends has a hidden track, the, scientist, uh, the, the Escapist, excuse me. This song apparently is called O, oh, but the actual main song isn't O. Oh. O oh is the extra bonus track at the right. end. What a weird <laughs> thing that they, like, that's I pretty, think, kind of, I think it's kind of cool of Coldplay to do this. Honestly. O is that, it is, it's, little it's random, the beginning of yeah. Always in My Head, and actually on the bonus tracks, there's the O reprise, which actually, before I read that sort of online, I was like, oh, is O not the part I think it is? Because it sounds nothing like Fly On, which exactly. is the song we're talking about. I'm still going to call it O. Yeah. Whatever. Fair it's enough. O. O is, it is beautiful. This it man is can still write beautiful songs at the piano. Yeah. And I don't know why we're saying still as if we I didn't know. know that. Because every album we're going through, we're basically <laughs> loving half more than like a all the songs, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's refreshing to hear him just on this beautiful piano piano riff and melody when he's singing and i oh, i mean it's just when him singing out while his piano is still going yeah. when he sings fly on and that bass comes in oh my god it's just stunning honestly it is sparse and beautiful a great great a great a great way a great <laughs> way to close this album i also really love that just bass and piano you don't yeah, really hear else. that you don't really hear just the two of in those general, together. In life, yeah, true. it's it's so nice. Also, something I forgot to mention, but this is a perfect time to mention it. A very Coldplay melody. You know how like Vampire Weekend, you go ah, and that's like <laughs> oh, that's Ezra's thing. Oh, he did that in Charlie Brown. He does that in he? Charlie Brown. Yeah. I forgot. I I'm sure I wrote it down somewhere else. He does that throughout, and I think yeah. it's even maybe in later songs too. Doesn't bother me. This oh, it doesn't bother me at all. No, I, I actually love when when bands have those or little singers have motifs. those little things that they just naturally go back to. It's a beautiful, yeah, just beautiful. And song. then I mean, just like many of these songs we've talked about, the ending, the new melody that they bring in right at the end, fly on, ride through. Maybe one day I'll fly next to you is perfect and beautiful. And another hopeful note, honestly, a little sad though, because if he's talking about Gwyneth, is he like wanted to get back together with her? Right. Maybe one day I'll fly next to you. Okay. Up to interpretation. Yeah. But either way, it's this hopeful note that on an album full of sadness, honestly, I mean, actually sky full of stars just happened right before it. Anyway, this <laughs> this song is beautiful and a perfect closer and sort of ends more with I guess what Coldplay's calling the song O with right. more of this choral and I love sampling and I love Guy once again taking over. It's again just him. I, I kind of realized this. The entire song is pretty much piano and bass because the guy's doing those bass things. And Well you I'm, can see it on Ghost Stories Live. I think it's just him and Guy playing this. Right? Johnny's just like 
sitting there. I think at the end he's sort of playing something <laughs> right, some atmospheric stuff. on the guitar. Um, I lo- I'm pretty sure Apple and Moses, Chris's children, are the two people singing, or the two children singing with him in that. That is I think so, you're right. That's that's so a, cool. It makes me so happy. I love that. Well, so did beautiful. you know Gwyneth is on a later song? I did, and her part is <laughs> very stupid. We'll okay. get to that, though. <laughs> so let's finish up Ghost Stories, which... Yeah, grew on me so much. I really love this album. Uh, number three, uh, the song in the track listing after Always in My Head and Magic, the big single was Ink. Actually, I said Magic, the big single. Sky Full of Stars is the big single. Yeah. But Ink, which I think we have mixed opinions on. Ink is the first sort of peppy song on the album. It's got a very different sounding, sparse electronic production that I, I like. The lyrics are kind of stupid, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got a tattoo said, together through life, carved in your name with my pocket knife. It's not great, but I love the chorus. All I know. I think it's a big, huge chorus that really is satisfying. I think it's a beautiful chorus. I think the first part of the chorus is great. I, I agree. I love that. All I know. But then, is that I'm lost in your fire below? It's like... It just sounds like a bad children's rhyme. Oh, <laughs> no. I really like the first part, though. I agree. There's something really nice about how it opens up into that. Um, okay. Chris's voice on the bridge. Not even true. the bridge. The second verse. Oh. Got a tattoo oh. and the pain's all right. Oh, like, you're singing in a bad way because I love oh, yeah. his voice. The <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the verses aren't great. I just think his, I like oh, the chorus. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Please. I like the chorus so much. I think I sort of don't worry about the verses. And then <laughs> the bridge is amazing. You, oh. you got to like that, right? I love that. Yeah. Beautiful. No, I really do. And, and then I like when he puts in the all that. He brings the chorus back mm-hmm. so much that it hurts. I think it's a good song. Not a great song. I really, if I, it's very nice. Okay, it's, it's your bummer like, track like of the ha- album. I'd say half of it is, is passable. Okay. True love. I have mixed feelings about I think I've come around to it more. Um, Chris, if you read this, Chris said it's the band's favorite track they've ever written, which is what crazy talk. (laughs) What is wrong with these bands? I don't know. Um, I will say the falsetto verse melody is beautiful. The verses of the song are, I think, the best part. The chord changes are gorgeous. I mean, I get the songwriting appreciation for the verses especially. The chorus is pretty too. Tell me you love me. I mean, he's doing yeah, that bend yeah. that we like that we talk about. Actually, it's a pretty great song. I don't know. My, my mixed feelings, <laughs> I've mentioned to you, there's a note that he hits that doesn't feel right. It feels like it's off every time. You don't like the, if you don't, then lie. lie. I don't uh, mind that as much. In general, the chorus isn't anything great. Also, call it true, call it true, love. I don't need that. I really, I think the verses are the best part of the song. Yeah, That's what the I bridge is pretty, on. but I think the best part is the guitar solo, which isn't much of a solo, more than it is of him just doing those bends, but I think it, it's awesome. I think, I think his guitar sounds yeah. amazing. And is this the first time Johnny's really been... I mean, he's obviously all looping everything on always in my head. Right. But this is the first time. No, he's still got some stuff on, on uh, Magic, Magic as well. Right, he, he also is very understated on this album. Yeah. But yeah, this is probably the first time he's like, yes, this is a full on guitar. <laughs> and it's taking <laughs> hey, remember the me? reins right now. Oh, they stole the line. Wish you could have let me know what's really going on below from Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Purposefully? I have no idea. It must be. 
It's gotta be. It's gotta it's a be a classic song. Okay, another's arms. Uh, this is the worst song on the album. This song is the bane <laughs> of my existence. <laughs> I do not have as strongly a feeling. I don't know why you hate it so much. I think it's just boring and drab and lame chorus and flat and underdeveloped. Maybe that's enough to make it the worst song ever. <laughs> okay, it starts... Uh, Your body on no. my body. <laughs> starts with what your girlfriend, Erin, um, astutely pointed out as a uh, banshee whale. <laughs> a very annoying sounding woman, like operatic singers doing this lick. It's like, I don't oh. think it's that bad. Oh, I don't like it. And then it's got these like clinky glasses and late night watching TV. It's like a bored mel- The whole thing, he just sounds so bored. I get so bored. Yeah, it's um, not great. And the word is nothing to me. Another's arms, another's arms. Yeah. <laughs> say it, mommy, please say, say it like, <laughs> I think tell the me atmosphere, the good part. It's, the atmosphere. I think it works within the atmosphere that of the album. That is the only thing I'll say. The like, beat is kind of cool. I think it's got that hand clap drum beat. I don't know. Wow. I just It's such a stain on this record. If you have a nine-song record, they have to all, all be, be great. great. Yeah. And this isn't the only track that's not amazing. I'm honestly, I, like, I don't find all, like, there's a handful of the songs on here that are, like, really quality songs i think a lot of them are still just good like Mm. but if you put out an album this long you can't have a song like this on it i really really (laughs) dislike this song noted (laughs) it's pretty meh it's pretty skippable then the final song we'll talk about which is their huge edm banger single out of nowhere on this album a sky full of stars talk about chris martin's solo album i don't know what the hell happened here i mean this reminds me of when Scissor Sisters brought out Only the Horses. And you like that uh, that song too, I Do remember. I? I don't remember this song. Only the Horses. Scissor Sisters are an incredible band that I can't wait to cover. They don't have five albums yet though. But uh, I don't know. The piano, when it comes in, it's just so obviously pandering. It's just so we are on the radio. It is Avicii, Avicii's producing this. I mean, there's no, yeah. there's no way around I mean, I this. I can't fault Avicii if Coldplay called him up and said, we want you to produce this. Good I'm for him. Take faulting. it. This is just, I can't believe they did this. I'm not saying that I hate it because I actually came around to it, but it is another reason why Coldplay worries me sometimes that they are, will throw on this very moody, atmospheric yeah. album, just throw in a banger for no reason it's just weird. It's not even just a banger. We were talking about the beat at the end of Every Teardrop is a Waterfall, like Will's beat. If during every musical interlude in this song, they did that instead of Avicii's, like literally sample from any Avicii song, drum thing and like the synths, it would have been better, in my opinion. Yeah. I really think those moments are the worst. It is just so mainstream it sounds like everything else yeah just everything and again i don't even know if it's dated at this point because you know we're only a few years out from it and radio doesn't exactly sound like this anymore yeah but it did everything sounded like a song it is crazy also have you seen the video for this yes it's it's so weird non i indicative of what the song is because it's so nighttime it's very cool 
it's Chris and a guitar, and he's got all these instruments and drums all over him it's as if one he's of like those, a one man yeah, band. One man band. But then they all have these one man bands. <laughs> but it doesn't fit the song because they're not playing the no, song. No, and he's all happy, and everyone like these people in London are following them or wherever they are. It's like such a juxtaposition so of the song. I've sort of come around a little about the song because his voice is great. He he can hit these notes with such confidence and. When he says, I don't care, I mean, he's hitting this, these high... It's funny, he's he's just hitting them. But he's I think like, it sounds great. No, I, I agree. He's like very close to sounding bad, but he doesn't. <laughs> he sounds good. It's and I very... like I like this. There are melodies that I For like sure. in it. No, I think the best surrounded part of by, this yeah. <laughs> Avicii song. The best, yeah. <laughs> The best parts of this are his little melodies. They keep it keeps going up again. Sky, sky full of stars. I don't care, I don't care where you are. It keeps going up and up, and I love uh-huh. that. Up and up, up and up. Yeah. Um, the beautiful guitar noodling at the end. We can't oh, not talk about. I mean, Johnny saves a little part, bit of the. Uh, I I just got. I'm serious. I just got chills. That part you. at the I end. Never get chills. Josh and I have this ongoing thing where. I keep saying I get literal physical goosebumps and chills during songs, and he doesn't sometimes. I had it like one time, (laughs) but I couldn't. It it was Midnight Honolulu by Nico Case, which isn't really a song, and I couldn't tell if it was the song, the lyrics, or the air conditioner. It was (laughs) was too cold, but I remember it vividly. The ending of this song, um, Johnny's little lick over the pads in his... It feels, oh my God, it feels so nice. It's yeah. so beautiful. I specifically love in this song, again, it's over Avicii's shit. Um, <laughs> but when the chords change, and then he does that same over these new chords. Again, it kind of goes along with my favorite thing. It's yeah. just seeing how a good melody can work over different chords. I think it's really cool. This, what I was going to say before is this song was might have made the top five. Because when I first started listening to this album last year, all I had known was I knew magic and I knew uh, snippets of Sky Full of Stars that I heard on the radio. Every time I heard it, I just wanted to vomit because this is not what I wanted Coldplay to be. And then once I started listening to this song, there were all these pieces I just mentioned that I started to enjoy. And I was like, why do I like this? So even why do we I keep are listening biased, to this? like, ugh, Coldplay's mainstream pop song. But like, there's yes. still no, redeeming qualities. I because it's still don't, Coldplay writing it. I n- don't want this to be a Coldplay song. I'm sad that it is considered a Coldplay song and not Avicii featuring Chris Martin or whatever featuring Coldplay. But I can't deny that this is an absolute guilty pleasure of mine. I yeah, listened to this song I like so much. Oh, you do? That, I awesome. listened to it when I was first getting to the album, which is why I was like, maybe it should just be up there on my top. Mm. But I find the others to actually be better songs. Anywho, that is Ghost Stories. Thanks for listening to the fourth episode of Top 5 Disco, part four in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of Coldplay's discography. Now that we've covered six of their full-length records, including Milo Zyloto and Ghost Stories, tune in next time where we cover Coldplay's seventh and potentially final album, A Head Full of Dreams, as well as its companion, the Kaleidoscope EP. But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Coldplay. What are your top five favorite songs on Milo Zyloto and why? What are your favorites on Ghost Stories? What do you think about Coldplay's change of style and continued mainstream radio dominance in this era? Let us know. Subscribe to this podcast, find and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and post your lists and thoughts so we can continue this discussion after the broadcast ends. Also, don't forget to tell your friends and family all about us. Find all the Coldplay lovers and haters in your life and have them give us a spin. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we clearly had recording it. 
Tune in next time, and remember, it's really all disco.